Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast today. Uh, I guess we always got a special edition talking about something, but um, because lately I've been on this coaching trip and uh, and leadership trip, and, and, and I think because a lot of the things that I do in, in real life kind of end up relating back to what I talk about on the podcast. So it's a combination between, you know, things that uh, the messages that I get, the, the phone calls that I have, which I have tons of in, in all of my coaching programs, um, you know, things that happen inside of the gym with my team, with clients, uh, things of that nature. And then, you know, the things that spark are the things that I'll talk about a lot on, on a podcast. And um, today I'm going to talk about uh, both like leadership influence, um, influencing people, building people up. So it, it becomes into play with everything, right? So uh, funny things, I, I was just up in um, in Vancouver. I went up for this Superhuman Summit and uh, really to hang out with uh, one of my friends, Sean Stevenson, who has the uh, Model Health Show, which is the number one uh, health podcast in America. You should check him out, like this amazing work. Um, so really, you know, I, I kind of went up there for the Superhuman Summit, but really I wanted to, to spend some time with him and catch up and, you know, talk shop, talk life, talk business. It was a, it was a great trip because of that. And, you know, I'm going to kind of wheel that back in. I know every, every podcast I talk about relationship, how important that is. Um, but I also want to share, you know, how that looks like in my life. I'll, you know, jump in a car, drive three hours, uh, spend a day and a half there just to do that and build that. Um, but to, to, to bring it back to the point, uh, you know, one of the, what I liked about it is because something that we're working on doing here at Vigor, which is, we're, you know, building this symbiotic environment, right? We have FitBar, we have physical therapy, uh, we have training, we have uh, movement practice, we have nutrition coaching. Um, we, we're putting in a recovery room with a cryo chamber, compression stuff. And right now we're working on some other stuff that I'm not going to dis- disclose yet, but it's, it really is kind of like the symbiotic environment. We're also trying to bring in some doctors and things of that nature that are more uh, holistically um, kind of driven so that we can, it can be a puzzle piece, like can be a, a fit in the puzzle piece that we're building. And so when I was at the Superhuman uh, uh, Summit, you know, one of the doctors was speaking, what I loved about it was because of this kind of uh, uh, bringing it back to, you know, what, what they realize is obviously the key. It's like these components, you know, so they found the five components that really help people, you know, uh, transition or, or should I say transform their health, like just inside out. We're talking about everything. We're not talking about just, you know, fat loss and weight loss and looking good. We're talking just about quality of life, well-being, right? Um, and it was, you know, not to dig deep too much into the science of it because it was like, hey, this this is how many factors we found were genetic, you know, and it's like 23, I think, 23%. And then it was all these other factors and so many were behavior-based, environment-based. Um, and they broke it down to five different things. And it was exercise, nutrition, uh, mindfulness, stress. So that's what the third one was under. Uh, number four was purpose. And number five was relationships, right? So it was those five that were like these huge drivers in, uh, with, when it comes to behaviors and environment and change. And, uh, and when you think about that, you know, uh, purpose and relationships, like how much of, of, of your life is obviously influenced by that? Uh, also like mindfulness and stress, like how much... Because if you think about it, it's all connected, right? But like if you if you have a business or you're part of a business, you're part of any company, 
right? Every day you're spending eight, 10, 12 hours or more. If, if you're an entrepreneur, it's going to be even more than that, you know, connecting and relating with these people. So it's like, if your relationships are strained, there's going to be a lot of stress, right? If, um, it's going to affect your environment. It affects your purpose. It affects a lot of different things. And so I wanted to come back to, cause one of the, you know, once again, this is all connected. So if I'm telling a story, I'm going to bring it back to, to the main point um, is, you know, we're, we're just having another awesome intern start, uh, Zaray, and, and, you know, I kind of do this recommendation. What's the foundation of, of, uh, of being here at Vigor? And the first book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, you know, that's a perennial seller. You know, I talk about perennial sellers and businesses a lot, um, which is another great book by, by Ryan Holiday you know, which is like things that stand a test of time. You know, that book stood a test of time because what it teaches is so important. Building relationships, like, you know, treating people the right way, like being a true leader and influencing in, in, uh, in a proper way. And so I wanted to bring it back and just have some like big ideas, uh, big ideas from that book. Um, or should I just say like the lessons that I got from that book? Um, like I said, there's so many, but, but just some. Uh, and then I'm going to transition if we, if we have some time into uh, some other big lessons from another book that I've been really heavily influenced by when it comes to leadership and, uh, and team building lately. Uh, and that's radical candor. But, you know, with that said, like, here's, here's just some points that I, I wanted to make, you know, number one, nobody can go at it alone. You know, uh, as much as I like the image of the self-made man, I mean, you are self-made, right? Because it's, it's the choices that you make, but we can never forget that we really are not like there's so many people in our lives that are uh, I would say the reason that we are the way that we are good and bad right you have you have people that kind of I don't know beat you down but it's like taught you lessons you end up end up learning lessons in the pit to to come out on top right to get stronger to become more resilient to to overcome right um, but our life is I, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger said it so well it was like hey you know what like man, like we're, we're made up of all these different people around us that mold us, uh, you know, lift us up, bring us down, but mold us, make us tougher, make us learn and grow. Um, so to accomplish anything great in life, you need the help of skilled, loyal, and creative people in your life. Um, you know, it, that's, that's just the reality. And I think as if you're a business owner or, or, you know what, if anybody, right, like you, you can and should become better at like, uh, recognizing these, these people, and their skill sets, and I should say these attributes that I just mentioned, so that you can have more of them in your life. Um, and that's one of my goals to here at Vigor, right, is to to have those. And, and, and your, I would say your virtues and the way that you live your life will determine a lot of what you attract into your life. This is just reality. I mean, we can, you know, if, if you're, you, you have to always look at yourself. And I talked about this in the last podcast, right, about how you're always, you're, many times you're mirroring your own fears and judgments and stereotypes onto others, right? About yourself. So you always got to work on yourself. Um, but, but, but know this, like leadership and influence are learnable traits, right? So if you know what to pay attention to and what to look out for, you can lead just about anyone. And, and you know, you, you got to first understand, like you don't need permission to be a leader. You just have to act, right? You have to act like a leader, right? Action determines it. Like you, you know, reading books and, and, and doing all this stuff, if you're not acting on it, um, is is irrelevant, right? And and so you always have to think about this, that like these are all learned skill sets, like communication, uh, emotional intelligence, right? It's, people think like, oh, man, you're just naturally so this, that, or the other. You're a natural leader. There is no such thing. I mean, I, you know, we could talk about like some people are, 
you know, had environments around them that made them that way more so. But everything can be learned. So that's what I love about this. And that's why that first book uh, that, that everybody reads when they become an intern at, at Vigor is so important. It's the foundation, right? Because no matter your place in the hierarchy, like everyone's a leader, right? You have the ability to literally change your work environment just by changing yourself. Um, and that, you know, another one of the books and, you know, I love books and I love reading and stuff, but really it's just the knowledge that you get from that, that you apply it that matters is, you know, the leader with no title, which is another one of the books that is part of the curriculum here at Vigor because it, it's that mentality that like, hey, you can make decisions here. And it's like, as long as you understand our values, like being a go-giver, right? Uh, you know, making this the best part of our client's day, like going above and beyond, you know, being a problem solver, right? Like these are, the thing is, rather than going like, oh, let me ask this person, let me ask that person. No, make that decision from a leadership position. Like, hey, what's going to solve this person's problem? What's going to help them get results? What's going to make, make them feel amazing? Hey, what's going to create that moment for them, right? And we'll talk, uh, uh, we'll talk another time about the power of moments and how you can actually create them uh, in people's lives, whether it's in your business, uh, whether it's for family, friends, things like that. It just amazing times um, that help people uh, experience a better life. So, you know, with that said, um, big idea number one, you know, don't play, uh, don't complain or condemn. And, you know, know this, like no one likes a complainer. No one, no, like no one likes someone who's negative. I, you think about life and, and just like, oh man, I really want to be around that person. They always complain. Like just, it doesn't happen. Right. And like attracts like and the other way around. So, you know, complainers attract complainers. Once again, you have the power to change that environment, right? Whether it's stepping outside of it or becoming influential enough where you redirect and reframe the conversation. So, you know, what to do? Focus on people's good side. Give honest compliments. Like, don't be disingenuous, but don't hold back. And it starts with you, right? Like, you know, and PN talks about uh, uh, unconditional positive regard, like shining a light. Like, this is a learned skill, like shining a light on things that are positive because you have to train yourself to find them, right? Where our brain is kind of trained to uh, think, not negative, but look for problems, right? Like, that's who we are as human beings, right? Find problem, solve problem, repeat, you know what I mean? And so we have to train ourselves, especially when, with other people and, and relationships and, and teams and things of that nature on, um, on finding positive things because we know that like that actually helps people grow, right? Uh, so that's big idea number one. Do not complain or condemn. Uh, then we got big idea number two is actually be interested. So know this, to get people to like or listen to you, they need to feel like you care about them, which means you need to actually care about them. And, you know, Martin was the first person that probably, Martin Rooney was the first person that was like, hey, to be interesting, you have to be interested. I've probably brought it up on a podcast before, um, but it is so important, right? Like that you, everybody, like, I don't give a, I won't give a shit if you have a script. Like right now I'm building all these systems out for, for or should I say rebuilding these systems out for Vigor. And which is really, really important for any business. But the thing is, like, if you give somebody a script, right, or a sales script or, you know, customer service, a kind of like handbook, um, you know, that doesn't mean that, like, they'll have great customer service because at the end of the day, you still need to care. Right. And people can tell if you care. Right. So what to do? Well, when you're interacting with someone, concentrate on them. Right. Concentrate on them. Ask yourself, how can this person teach me something? Why is this person interesting? Remember, the quality of your lives is determined by the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. So write these two down. Okay, I'm going to um, 
let us take a sip of my bang that's still not sponsoring what the fuck um but <laughs> and and as i take a sip of this write those two down two questions like what to do to be interested what are the, the questions that you want to frame uh and that is like how can this person teach me something and why is this person interesting and go All right, so you got those. You got those written down. Like keep them in your pocket. Uh, so any meeting that you have when you come in, like ask yourself that because the reality is our insecurities make us want to tell people how much we know, right? Like they're talking, and I'm like, I'm essentially just waiting to tell them like all the stuff that I know. I'm so smart. I can help you so much. I'm the guy. I'm the man. Woo, right? And uh, this reframes stuff differently. You know? How can I? How can this person teach me something? Why is this person interesting? And the crazy part about it is when you do that, like legitimately, you'll have, you'll be like amazed by how much you didn't know about people and how awesome they are. And like, you'll find all these great things about them. Um, big idea number three is ask lots of questions. Like, man, the last two shows, essentially, I probably brought up like tons of different questions. Um, it's interesting that I'm just completing my, my uh, kind of my whole sales handbook blueprint, whatever the hell you want to call it for our team. And it's like, it's, question, it's a lot of questions, right? So many questions. I get a team going like, damn, that's a lot of questions. I like, absolutely want to find out a lot about people, right? So know this. People like to answer questions about themselves. It makes them feel important. I know I do shit. Like when people ask me stuff, I was like, oh, great. Let me, let, me, let me talk about myself, right? Look, we're all human, right? We're all human and just have an awareness of that. But just know that. And you want to know as much as possible about people because if you're if you're coaching in any realm, I don't care if it's like I said, fitness, health, wellness, business, marketing, um, you know, I mean, I don't like real estate, whatever, right? Like, the more you know, the more information you have to be able to help that person, right? So, what to do when talking to someone? Ask as many questions as possible. Go down a rabbit hole with them. Get to know them as deeply as possible. And I, I've, you know, I've, I've wrote about or talked about a lot of questions um, that are very helpful uh, in this realm, but just have this foundation, right? Like when, when you're going into any type of conversation or trying to build a relationship, just ask a lot of questions. And then what's the follow-up to that? Number four is listen, right? Know this, you can't cultivate a legitimate connection with someone if you don't take the effort to listen to them, like truly listen to them, right? Not just hear, but listen. And, you know, so what to do when you're in a conversation, like be in a conversation, uh, be present, listen intently, try to learn something in every encounter, right? So we're going back to that thing, right? That's why I wanted to frame that question, like l try to learn something in every encounter. Uh, that's very, very important. And for you to, to do that, listen, and you know, what I've started doing is because this helps me keep me accountable to that, right? Uh, if I'm talking to someone, whether it's a new person or even a person that I've known, I try to find out something new about them and then I'll write it down on a four by six and then I put it in a journal. And, and sometimes more so, like I said, that's there for me to not go back maybe uh, and, and look at it, but it's like to make sure that I'm actually aware and listening, right? And, and remember, like anytime you bring up something, you remember it better. So just know that like very, very good drill has been very helpful is, you know, once you talk to someone, what was something interesting that you didn't know about them and then write it down. Um, Big idea number five is uh, avoid arguments. Now, there's there's another side of this, but we'll we'll talk about that later, right? So just just know that all arguments are just two people who haven't yet agreed on a compromise, right? So when I say avoid arguments, it doesn't mean that sometimes you won't challenge people. 
And we'll talk about this on the radical candor side of things, right? Uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back, but it's like when you care deeply, you can challenge directly. Um, but just know that when it's an actual argument, two people just haven't agreed on compromise. So what to do when in an argument, strongly empathize with the other person. Ask yourself, why are they right and why am I wrong? Get to that middle ground as fast as possible. So why are they right and why am I wrong? Now look, you know, some people will like start uh, giving different advice on this, but th the point of it is, is that like, see, why are they right and why am I wrong? It, it, it builds on something that most people don't do well, self-awareness, right? Or even going like, hey, could I be wrong here, right? And then you might actually listen to them. So if, you, if you've ever, uh, you know, studied or done uh, Crucial Conversations, which is an incredible book and, and kind of like a, a process of getting better at communicating with people, period, in any area of your life, is like find, you know, the pool of meaning, right? It's like you ask yourself this question, like, hey, what do I want? What do I want for them? What do I want for myself? And what do I want for us? Um, and I, I like that when it comes to like the whole argument side of things, right? Because you know, interestingly enough, like last uh, podcast, I talked about uh, the toolbox, the coaching toolbox, and we talked about threat and safety and predictability, right? So as soon as you come into a conversation and you attack someone, I mean, this is it's just a spiral, right? It's a spiral. It's going to go nowhere because one person's in threat, the other person attacks back, then you're in threat, and then it it goes nowhere. So there's somebody has to be the catalyst of uh, I would say, you know, taking that pin out of the grenade and you can't rely on others to do that because you the only thing you have control of is yourself. So in that in that sense, you know, asking yourself, why are they right and why am I wrong uh, is one of the ways that can, like I said, kind of put the pin back in the grenade and and start the conversation to a place of where everybody wins or or or, or I should say it is like you can actually have a real conversation without the argument. Um Big idea number six is, is admit mistakes immediately. Uh, so know this. If you make a mistake at work, at home, don't hold on to it. Don't hide it because it'll come back to haunt you. And uh, man, if there's, if there's ever anything that I, that I probably want to do a whole podcast on and, you know, that I fucked up on so many times or I should say struggled with was whenever, like, I made a mistake, knew it, didn't admit it, didn't, um, uh, didn't kind of, like, stand up to it and address it that like you just push it down and sedate because of your ego, right? The ego doesn't want to admit that, that you're wrong. Um, and that comes back to haunt you. And it comes back to haunt you, you know, when you care about people, it comes back to haunt you in the form of uh, guilt and shame. Uh, many times it can go outwardly into blame, right? And essentially it's like, you never, like, you never feel good about it, period. Uh, and it doesn't, it never does anything good. So, you know, what to do when you make a mistake, immediately fess up to it, uh, to all appropriate people, parties, uh, organizations, whatever it is in this sense, right? But, you know, making that a, a, a trait that you have will also build trust and, you know, something that you just can't, like, I mean, it's, it's priceless when it comes into the world of just relationships and business, period. Um, number seven big ideas, point out errors indirectly, right? So know this, when a subordinate, <laughs> I love seeing subordinate or anyone makes a mistake, do not point out their error publicly. Uh, and you might have heard this like, hey, you know, praise in public um, and, and kind of and, uh, bring out errors in private or, or, you know, have a tough conversations in private. 
Uh, so you know what to do in a private conversation, let the person know how they can improve in the future. So make it a teaching moment. Um, I think that's very, very important that like it, you can, and this comes back to like when we talked about coaching, um, like even on the gym floor in groups or in, on semi-private training or something like that, you know, I do uh, something called praise, praise, correct, praise. Um, and that's not, you know, written in stone. It could be praise, correct, praise. It, it, there, there's, there's, there's a bunch of different things that you can do that. But the main point of it is that like you can, you can say something indirectly and make it a learning lesson, right? And even ask the person like, hey, what could you have done here, um, you know, that, that would be better? And then what you're going to do next. So that's, that's a trait because it's really easy to get pissed off. And, you know, when you get pissed off, you're just like, man, you did this, you did that, right? We, we kind of come back to the argument and create threat. So that's a very, very uh, important thing and a learnable trait. Um, big idea number eight is share your own mistakes. Now, from a leadership standpoint, I think this is crucial. Um, you know, even, uh, even kind of like flowing over into the marketing landscape, I think that's important because let's be real. Like I, I said this before, like quality marketing is just bu building a healthy human relationship, right? And I make this example of the problem of what most people do um, like online is, you know, just buy my shit, right? Or, or it's just like you, you treat it not like a normal, regular, healthy human relationship. So a lot of marketing is, is or sales is, is like, you know, first date, like, hey, what should we name our baby? You know, and it's like, whoa, 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 back up, son. Um, you know what I mean? Like, but, but that's, that's the problem with it. And so sharing mistakes makes you more human. Um, and it just shows that like, you're just like everyone else. Right. But you know, people, people like people who are honest in their forthcomings, right? Like if, if that's one of your virtues and values, like that's something you should do. And like, Hey, you know what? Like I definitely wasn't always like that. And, and, and because of my insecurities and, and ego, I'm not saying I don't have any anymore, but, um, you know, it's like you don't admit to mistakes because you try to always be like, man, I'm, I'm Mr. Perfect, right? And um, and one of the best things I ever done was was start doing that, like start sharing flaws and, and failures and fuck ups, you know. And then also sharing the lessons from that, uh, which kind of runs back to what we just mentioned earlier, right? But uh, so what what to do? Like, hey, when you make a mistake, especially if you're the boss, make it public, own it, tell everybody what you've learned as a result, right? Always say it. Like in every failure, there's a lesson, and um. With that said, right, this can become a way that you operate where it's just like, man, I messed up. OK, what's you know, what's positive about this? What's the lesson that I learned here? OK, what am I going to do about this? What's the next action step? Right. When you start operating like that, you, you, you start growing at exponentially, right, exponentially. Um, big idea number nine is recognize every effort to improve. So know this. There's no effortless way to jump from novice to mastery. Right. It takes time and birth pains along the way. So I wouldn't even say, man, like without my pain, I don't have my strength. Right. Um, and you want to recognize that. So like so. Let's let's go back to like, hey, what to do and then and we'll dig in a little bit. Right. So when when a person, you know, whether it's a, a team member or a friend, you know, makes some progress towards a larger goal, reward that step of the journey um, and. I know for a fact, like this is something that I can definitely still improve a lot on, um, but it's it's something I keep bringing up into my awareness, right? And notice it connects on, uh, like shining a positive light on 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 people, like the things that people did well. Well, here is just you're, we're rewarding it, right? Because um, and like not necessarily creating an expectation, but when people do things well, you reward it. Uh, so important. And and here's 
here's something I'll bring up too. Do that for yourself as well. Um, I think that it starts there. I think that we lead we lead others a lot of times the way that we lead ourselves. So, you know, the reason why uh, I work on like writing down my three wins for the day, um, reflecting on a week on what are the things that went well, you know, uh, and getting better, not there yet, but like getting better at like rewarding myself for like, man, you bust your ass for this. Like, hey, go do this, you know, go do go on this trip or Maybe there's something that you wanted to get for a while, like do it, right? Because if you don't do it for yourself, it's going to be very difficult for you to do it for others as well. Um, You know, and honestly, it ends up being one of those two, you know, two-way kind of streets where it's like, I I do think when you do it for others, it maybe helps you do it for yourself more and the other way around. Um, but, But don't forget that because sometimes people forget about themselves too, right? It's like, hey, maybe you're treating somebody else great, but you're treating yourself like shit. So that, you know, recognize every effort to improve. It, it could be with your team. It could be with your friends. It could be with your family. But many, many times I'd say it's like it's with yourself. Um, and a big idea number 10 is give people a reputation to live up to. So know this, like no matter how well you've done or how well you've continued to do, never lose your hunger. Uh, you know, one of the things I think I, I think I saw it in like a gold cast or something, you know, um, from Tony Robbins and it was just talking about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and like uh, some other people in different industries, you know, what's the difference between them and, and even other people that do well, but, but never achieve like these, like greatness. And it's just, it's just hunger, right? It's just, it's just straight up hunger. Like the hunger for more, but not in a way like, you know, the hunger for greatness, for the, the hunger to leave a legacy, right? It doesn't have to be scarcity based. Um, or, or, or fear-based. I mean, like, I, I guess, like, I know mine is fear-based from a, from a standpoint that, man, I, I don't want to leave this earth not doing what I feel I can do, right? Not, like, unleashing my full potential, right? Because I, I love the quote. It's like, it's actually on my, I think, Facebook page, but it's, you know, you can't choose your potential, but you can choose to fulfill it. And, and we, nobody comes, you know, to, to the peak and exhaust every piece of their potential. But, like, if you, you know, if you push... Um, and if you're hungry, like you'll, you'll get the closest to it. And there's purpose, right? Remember what I said at the beginning, like even at the doctors that were doing all this research, they said, what is one of the, you know, the five things. And one of the five things is purpose, right? Like people can have a lot of good things going on in their life, but if they don't have purpose, man, it's, it's, it's affecting their well-being. It's affecting their health. It's affecting everything, you know, so what to do, keep practicing your listening, growing yourself uh, growing yourself ownership and giving your best each day. And, you know, whatever that, like, I definitely think environments are a humongous part of that. And, um, so, you know, choosing which environment you're in, like what you listen to, what you see, who you're around, um, all those different things are so, so, so important. Um, because like I said, like nobody, you know, nobody, but you can know the effort that you put out, you know, but it's like, um, I can't remember, I think it was the book Give and Take where it was talking about like people that were exhausted from their uh, from their jobs, right? Because they were giving so much, but they won't they weren't um, they weren't receiving in a form of fulfillment, right? And even though they were working these really long hours, uh, when they ended up taking on other like actually ended up taking more on. But the, the additional thing that they took on was really purposeful and fulfilling to themselves and they put in a ton of effort they actually started getting less stressed and less tired and got more energy, right? So, 
And, and I'm not saying like, hey, add to your, you know, if, if you're if you're exhausted, you know, add to your things. But maybe but like when you add stuff that fulfills you and like give, you know, uh, drives you and gets you excited and makes you happy, it, it could legitimately make you uh, uh, make you less tired than when if you're doing less. You know what I'm saying? Like because the stress of doing shit you don't love doing uh, and being fulfilled can be can be, you know, can I would say drain energy. And doing your best every day in itself is very fulfilling. I know, and especially if going back, right, you recognize your own efforts, right? If you're able to see the things that you've done and congratulate yourself, like that's rewarding, right? That's healthy for you. Because if you think about, you know, um, like the whole horizon, right? We're always shooting to to reach the goals and the horizon. And where, whenever you reach the, the point that you want it to go, then there's the next step. There's the next mountain, whatever, right? So that can be very stressful if you live in a cycle without acknowledging where you're coming from, without looking, you know, I always say that there's this gap, right? There's a gap from, from where you are to where you want to be. But then there's also when you look back, there's like, oh, wow, like, hey, look at this bridge that I built from where I was to where I am now, right? And acknowledging that allows you to not, not only step into your power and go like, hey, I've, I've been successful. I can do this too, right? Like every time you, you uh, uh, I would say, get down on yourself and you have doubt and stuff like that, man, stepping back into uh, something, where, in, into a time where you've been successful, looking back and going like, well, look, you know, I was making a thousand a month, now I'm making, you know, 3,000 a month, man, great. Like, hey, I was this many pounds, now I'm this many pounds. Like, hey, I could lift this, now I could lift that. Like, hey, I can do this, man, I've already done this. Now this is just a new level, new devil, right? That's very, very important for us. And, you know, in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, like there's all these different methods of being able to, you know, when you're feeling down and, and, and out of confidence, like there's strategies on, you know, that I will even employ sometimes, which is visualization or going back to like, you know, uh, like when I would hit buzzer beaters or, you know, get like tip dunks in a game and, you know, people's faces. I mean, it's right. But I mean, it, it's kind of funny, but, but it's real stuff, right? Like I'll, I'll close my eyes and go like, man, back to a time that was like stressful and it was challenging and it was, man, I was, I was like, the res I could feel the resistance, right? And I overcome it. And it's like, you, when you feel that, you're like, it gives you power, right? Like, man, I've done this, man. I've gone through this before and maybe it's in a different realm, but I can do this again, right? I can do this again. Um, so if nothing else, remember about this, these are quotables, pretty much, right? There's th just three things. Like if we're going to summarize this up, uh, we couldn't really get to the radical candor part because uh, we, we, we dug pretty deep into this. Um, but number one, you know, people care about people who care about them. People care about people who care about them, right? Always remember that. Number two, do not be arrogant with your time. Constantly learn from others. Listen to what they say. Um, I was just sharing my my meetings, so phone meetings and physical meetings uh, with my business coaching group yesterday. And it was like really long. And it's kind of like people always go like, holy shit, like you actually meet with this many people per week? And it's like, yes, I do. Because like the foundation, like legitimately, I reread this book, number one, every year. Okay. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I always get new stuff from it. I always get reminded. I always go like, man, I need to do more of this. But it's built a foundation to where like, the reason why I love, you know, this type of business like brick and mortar is because I'm a people person. I'm a community person and uh, I love being around people and learning more about them and like seeing their greatness before they see it and then helping them get to there. Right. Like and, and for that, like you got to listen and you have to 
find a positive as then you got to spend time with them and, and show that you care. So I would, you know, I would challenge you to do more of that. However much you're doing, uh, you know, I know like a per, one person that's like always uh, impresses me. And we talk about this, man, because we're so on the same page about it is, is you know, one of my best friends in the world, Jay Ferruja, which if you're not listening to his podcast, like, man, I don't know what you're doing, um, the Renegade Radio, but same thing, takes so much time to, to, to create moments and experiences for not just his friends, but new people that he wants to meet and, and get to know and build relationships with, which is phenomenal. And I would ask yourself, how can you do more of that in your life? Um, and, and like I said, like that, that's, a, that's a big, big, big thing. Uh, and number three, hey, be confident and precise, but be human first. Uh, remember, ego is the enemy. And, uh, you know, great book by Ryan Holiday. But here's just like literally the quote that like, um, you know, there's there's like certainty and confidence are are way different. Like then because there's a fine line, right? Like you could you could have like everybody has ego and ego can be like very a good thing in many ways, but it can also destroy you. So being confident and certain comes from number one belief. It comes from work, though. You know, like I think I think the main source of confidence is work. Right. You do the work. You, you get the confidence. You know what I mean? You don't sit at home. I, 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 I believe in visualization. I believe in like, hey, faith and belief. But if you're sitting at home and doing like. Sitting there and believing and kumbaya and you never do shit like guess what? You're never going to build the confidence. Right. So the confidence comes from the work. Um, so, you know, that's how you gain confidence. But at the end, like always be human, like always build, like build that. Build, build emotional and social intelligence just as much because like when you can live in that world and just go like, uh, I think Gary Vee said this to me in, in one of the meetings, but it was, but it was like, you know, uh, it like I'm massively confident, right? I'm massively confident in what I do. And then at the same time, I remember I'm just a fucking speck of dust in the universe, you know, and I do try to live by that, you know, and sometimes you veer off and you, but you try to come back to it because, you know, like, man, like, like you can do anything, but like at the end of the day, we're just, we're just, you know, a speck of dust. And it's like, that keeps you humble enough and human to, to just really connect to people and really understand them and really feel them. You know what I mean? And I think this is a key to leadership. I think it's a key to influence. And there's a ton of other, you know, more tactical and strategic things. But like when we overview this, like these are some of the most important, um, I think the most important facets of, I, I guess the foundation, right? The foundation, like if you don't have this foundation, man, uh, nothing else on top of it, tactical work. Just like when I talk about marketing stuff, right? Like it, like marketing is just the way you communicate. Um, you know, if you have a shitty product or service or you're not a great human being, uh, you know what? Like you're just communicating about that, right? Marketing is just communicating about that. Or, you know, if your marketing is bullshit because th those two don't match, right? So the audio doesn't match the video, which is what I like to say. And, you know, people see like this, whoa, whoa awesome marketing. And then they come meet you or come into your business. And it's just like, man, none of this shit is the way that was communicated, right? You market yourself out of business. Um, and I, I, I think there's still too many people these days. Uh, you know, I think in this new day and age, it's kind of like, man, spend 20% of the time and energy on the product and 80% on the marketing. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like spend 80% of the time on a, on the massive quality service of your product and in uh, our product and service and then 20% on the marketing and see what happens, right? Take the next year. Like if you're not, if you're, if you're not happy with where your business is like, and 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing things up business life, but, but for specifically for business in this area, like if you're not happy with where it is, focus on what I just talked about and then spend 20, 80% of your time on the quality and greatness of your service and how you treat people. Um, and like I said, like what you do, what problems you solve and the quality of service and relationships you build and then 20 on marketing, flip it around and like see what happens to your business. Um, and I, I would have you consider it's going to be in a way different place than it is. And with that said, as always, I hope you guys love this. Um, I love talking about this stuff because it's, it's just, it's just things that are, you know, very everyday for me from a, from a standpoint of running teams and having coaching clients in, in all types of realms. Um, and these are things that always come up, but this is life stuff, right? You get, you get great at this, you make your life better. You build better relationship, you have better experiences. You know, you can, you build your purpose and you get further than you ever thought that you could. And so with that said, as always, I really appreciate and love you guys tuning in. Like if you love this podcast, go to iTunes, give a five-star review, you know, share your thoughts on it. Like I said, this is what drives a lot of people to hear it. And if it's, you know, if there's one thing that you can take from this, um, you know, and apply it into your life and you keep doing that every week and you do it 52 times a year, your life will be in a better place. And so if you can share that so others can see that um, and they also start listening to it, like, man, I'm so, I'm grateful. I'm beyond grateful for that. Um, but please do that. Um, and uh, thank you. I will see you guys in the next show. Lucas out. Peace. Ooh.